0: Welcome to Preach the Word Podcast. My name is Ashton MacDonald, and I am your host. We have a very special episode today with a sermon that was brought to us by Reverend Jonathan White, October 3rd, 2021. The scripture reading is from Exodus chapter 33, and the sermon is titled, Living in His Presence. If you would like to stay up to date with our most recent episodes of the podcast, please subscribe. You can also share this episode with friends or family by tapping the share button. Listen as Brother Jonathan encourages us that we can live in the presence of God. Thank you for listening. Look at Exodus chapter number 33. We're going to start reading in verse number 11. Hallelujah. Starts with this: And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, Thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, shew me now thy way, that I may know thee. That I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us up. carry us not up hence. I want to preach to us tonight. I want to talk to us just a little while. Just a simple thought on living in His presence. Living in His presence. When God created man His full intention you go back to Genesis chapter number 3 the voice of the Lord was walking in the garden Adam where art thou that's right in the cool of the day. God's very intention from the very beginning was to have fellowship with man. To come, fellowship, commune, talk with him. God created him for that, but sin and disobedience destroyed that. Not only did it destroy that, but sin and disobedience will cause us to have from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Adam and Eve hid from the presence of the Lord. They heard the voice. And they immediately went and hid. Because they knew. They were naked now. Because they had ate of the tree. Of the knowledge of good and evil. The sin. The disobedience caused them to hide. From the presence of the Lord. Now when we talk about the presence of the Lord. God's omnipresent. He's everywhere. All the time. Right. In every place. Every station. Can't find a place where God is not. I'm not talking about the omnipresence of God. But I'm talking about the manifest presence. The revealed presence. There's angels all around us. God's presence is all around us everywhere we go. But at certain times, He he reveals Himself more than others. He comes to us in a special way. We, We come into a church service and... And, uh, you know, we start lifting him up and worshiping him. And all of a sudden, the presence of the Lord just comes in that place. And, And it's such a wonderful feeling to experience, to encounter the presence of the Lord. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have felt the presence of the Lord. They've been around the presence of the Lord. God's Spirit has even moved in their life at times. But What I want to talk to us tonight about is living or abiding in His presence. Staying in His presence. In this verse number 11 of this scripture text, I read to you tonight, Joshua the son of Nun, the Bible says, a young man in verse number 11, departed not out of the tabernacle. Now, if I set the stage here of what was going on, the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, they're in the wilderness, they're at a mountain, Mount Sinai, Moses has been up in the mountain, starting back in Exodus chapter number 24, God calls Moses to the mountain, God has some things he wants to tell him, Moses is up in that mountain, 40 days, and God's talking to him. God gives him plans for the ark, and God gives him plans for the tabernacle, how it's going to be built, what it's going to look like, what the tents and the curtains uh, are going to look like, what the uh, altar of incense and altar of burnt offering, what they're going to look like, the ephod, and all these things. God's given him exact details and plans on, and Moses is up in the mount, taking all this down. Uh, and then after 40 days, after he gets the Ten Commandments, God writes them on the stone and gives it to him. Here comes Moses off of the mountaintop. Here he comes down from the mountain. God said you got to get down because the children of Israel are going to hoard after idols and Moses comes down the mountain and he begins to hear a noise. He begins to hear a commotion. Uh, and as he gets closer, he realizes uh, that, that they've got a molten calf uh, that they've done made, a golden calf. Uh, and they're worshiping it. And they've done took the clothes off, uh, running around, worshiping this calf. Uh, and God is angry. Uh, and Moses sees it all and throws those tablets down. We know uh, this story so well. Uh, and Moses tells him, uh, who's on the Lord's side? I mean, there had to be a cleansing here. There was definitely seeing in the camp. Uh, people that strayed away from the Lord and and, uh, you know these people that had uh, come out of of Egypt and crossed the Red Sea uh, God's presence had been with them Under the cloud. Under the presence of the Lord. Everywhere the presence of the Lord went. They went also. But after this incident here. While Moses is in the mountain And these men go a whoring after the idol. And tell Aaron. We don't know what happened to Moses. We don't know what's become of him. Make us a God that we can serve. And after they start serving this God. But still, in spite of it all, we start this chapter number 33 after Moses has done clean house. That the Lord speaks to Moses and he tells Moses, You take my tabernacle and you move it outside the camp. This is a stiff necked people. And if I come into this, inside this congregation of this people with this sin in their life, I will destroy them. If they do this, and my presence is there. And so one of the first things we learn here is that the presence of the Lord, it requires purity. Yes. It requires purity. When God's presence maintains in a place, he's either going to burn that out and consume it, or he's going to leave and move. And God's presence, God, the Lord told Moses, you get that tabernacle and you put it outside the camp. Now all of a sudden, here the children of Israel are that had been traveling all this time under the cloud. Pillar by cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night, kept them warm, maybe even when it was cool. Tent was just right. But they could go outside the tent, brother actually any time, peek out the tent door and look. Yeah, the pillar of fire is there, there staring into night. I see it. The presence of the Lord is right here. It's such an awesome thing. To be in the presence of the Lord. To have him close, to have him leave right. But when he's gone, and he said, You move this tabernacle outside of the camp, and he said, Move it away off. You I mean you get it on away from there? Right. You get outside of the camp, and he said, and you call it the tabernacle of the congregation. Well, that's kind of an interesting term, ain't it? It's the tabernacle of the congregation. But it's not in the camp. The congregation is inside the camp. Moses is used to coming out of his tent wherever he's at. And maybe he's in the central part of the camp. There's millions of people all around him in every direction. And maybe the tabernacle's right over here. And he comes out of his tent and walks over to the tabernacle and prays and seeks God. But not so now. Not so now. The place where the tabernacle was in the camp is void. It's vacant. Ain't nobody there. Ain't no tent there. No more. No tabernacle but the tabernacle was well found yonder, outside the camp. Now if you want to go seek the Lord, you're going to have to go outside of the camp. you got to go out yonder. And the people uh, that were looking and watching and Moses told them upon the commandment of the Lord, uh, he said, you take those ornaments out of your ears. Uh, I mean, it, it ain't a time uh, for celebration right now uh, when God is angry with us uh, over the things uh, that we have done, over the, over the way that we have reacted. Uh, God is not happy. Can't you see? The presence of the Lord ain't with us anymore like it was. I mean, you would think uh, and most of them uh, would be ready to stop and say, "Well, we've got to take inventory here. Whatever we have to do, we've got to get the presence of the Lord back in the camp. Whatever the uh, the cost is, if you was a brother priest this morning, whatever the case might be, we've got." would watch. Moses would go and every man would come to the tent door and look out and watch as Moses left the tabernacle and he left the congregation. He's walking out. He's walking out and he's walking a long way and they see make it all the way out there to the tabernacle congregation. And when he goes into the tabernacle they see the spirit of the Lord come down and rest on the tabernacle. That presence of the Lord that used to be with them. Now it's on the outside of the camp. But God uh, tells Moses, uh, Moses had interceded for the people. Uh, and Moses, uh, he was acting in the stead. Christ, uh, that great intercessor, uh, and he told uh, the Lord, uh, he said, uh, now, "If now Thou wilt forgive their sin, and it's got a big dash uh, and in verse number thirty-two, uh, chapter thirty-two, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of my out of that book which Thou hast." Moses was interceding. He's doing his best for the people of God, trying to make intercession for them, that God would have mercy on them. And God tells Moses, He said, I'll send my angel with you, and you go on up to the land of Canaan. But Moses, you see, he has reached a a critical area of his life where he is not willing to go. I will not be content having to go outside of the camp and the presence of the Lord not being with us. The Spirit of the Lord must be with us. I'm talking about living in His presence. One of the first things about living in His presence that it requires, it requires a surrendered life. In the book of Genesis, chapter number four. We find Cain and Abel. And Cain was not satisfied because the Lord did not accept his offering. And Cain, we all know the story, he slew his brother Abel. And the Bible says that God spoke to Cain and said, where is Abel, thy brother? And he said, I, I hear the voice of the blood calling to me out of the ground. As Cain said, am my, my brother's keeper? But the Bible says in chapter number four, verse 16, that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Right. Cain represented the carnal nature, the carnal man, the man that was not surrendered. You see, you would think that if uh, if you had, had sinned, you had done wrong, that your very help lies in God. Your very strength lies in God. But there's something about the carnal nature of man, that that carnal nature will not surrender to God. And if we're going to live in His presence, we're going to stay in His presence, it's going to require, first of all, a surrendered life. A life that will not surrender, that will not submit to God, will never have. change. You can never live in His presence like I'm talking about. And that is the reason that Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. He could not abide in His presence because he was unwilling to to change. He wanted that carnal nature. Same with Esau, remember. He sold his birthright. He sold off the blessing. He did not care about the things of God. The Bible says afterward he saw it bitterly, but he could not find a place of repentance. Though he saw it carefully with tears. There comes a time when it's just too late to come back and go and redo some things. But they went out It went out from the presence of of the Lord. We've got to have a surrendered life. Now you can contrast that with David. Remember after David sinned with Bathsheba and David had been found out and the man of God came and put his finger in his face and said, thou art the man. What did David do? David began that prayer that we read in Psalm 51 He began to weep before the Lord. He began to repent before the Lord. But I like what he said in that verse number 11. He said, Lord, don't remove thy Holy Spirit from me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. We see both of these a failure. We see both a sin. But in one you see, David had Uriah killed. That's murder the same way as Cain killed Abel. Murder is murder. Even in both cases. But in one, one left from the presence of the Lord not to return. But in the years, could not find a, that they to not employ me, they even though they gave me a full scholarship, and so I'm out of a job, I'm looking for a job, got a bachelor's degree, and I finally get on, one of my engineering buddies got on with GE, I got on with GE, it's electrical, ain't nothing chemical, I mean there's, it burns fuel, but outside of that, it's not really chemical, it's mechanical, it's, mechanical. it's electrical, I'm a chemical engineer, I'm not electrical engineer, I am doing mechanical a little bit, um, so I'm working in GE, and I'm trying to get back in the chemical field, I'm applying for this job. I'm in Atlanta. I'm applying in Mobile. I'm applying in Mississippi. I'm, I'm trying to get back home. I'm trying to do whatever I can to get back home. And I, But as I began, I stayed on G, GE. God opened the door. I move up. I move up. And you know what? At some point, I had moved up enough that I said, I'm not going to go back and start at the bottom as a chemical engineer at a beginner level. Right. When I've already moved up and up here, sometimes you just take the chips how they fall and you just go with it. That's life. Right? I said all that to say this. People are that way to serve the Lord. The devil has got them convinced. You started off on the wrong track, you don't have the presence of the Lord. God's not really honored in the decisions you're making. But you're too far down the road, man. You don't want to go back and start over. You don't want to go back to square one. (coughs) But you don't realize when it all comes crashing down because you don't build it on God, you're going to be starting right back at square one anyway. You build it on the things of carnality. You build your life on the things of this world. You may have some success for a while. But what happens when it, you're like that man that built his house on the sand? And when the floods come and the winds blow, the house crashes. Mm-hmm. It'd be better for you to build small and build it on the rock than to succeed and build it on sand and lose it on. And Friend, if we're going to have God's presence, we're going to have to do it like He wants to do it. We've got to have a surrendered life. See the difference here? Cain had wanted nothing to do with the Lord. He went out from the presence of the Lord. He could have said, Lord, now that you're talking to me, I've got, Lord, whatever it takes, I'll do whatever, but I've got to have you source of life, and he did not recognize that and went out from it. David says, Lord, don't cast me away. Whatever you do, whatever you have to do with me, Lord, please deal with my heart. I want to live in the presence of the Lord. I find another thing is, remember Jonah? God spoke to Jonah. Jonah is a preacher. Jonah is a man of God, but God speaks to Jonah And Jonah decides he doesn't want to obey. And this brings me to my second point. Living in God's presence, one, requires a surrendered life. But it's more than surrender. It's obedience. It's obedience. A surrendered life. But see, a surrendered life, you're saved. You're bought by the blood. But God's still working on you. God's still dealing with your life. And you've got to be obedient. When God lays his finger, this is the area I'm dealing with right now in life. What are you going to do? God told Jonah, Jonah, arise and go to Nineveh and preach to those people. Right. Jonah said, I ain't going. What did he do? He immediately ran from them. He fled. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. When John decided, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to be obedient. I'm not going to do that that God is asking me to do. Listen to what he did. He fled from the presence of the Lord. If we want to live in God's presence, we're going to have to be obedient unto Him. If you are not willing to be obedient unto Him, you cannot live in His presence. You cannot I'm trying to speak to you about living in God's presence. One, I've talked about surrender. I've talked about obedience. We find Joshua here. He says, I'm going to go out to the tabernacle. But he found something out at the tabernacle that just he got out there to the tabernacle, Brother Billy, and he began to feel the presence of the Lord come down, and he said, you know what, wherever the tabernacle is, I'm just going to stay with the tabernacle, wherever it's at, I'll just just be right there, I want to dwell right in the middle. taking your life. And- <laughs> Testament. It talks about us being the temple of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 says know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you which ye have of God and ye are not your own. Oh I love this. Oh the tabernacle of the congregation. Here it is outside of the camp. It was inside the camp. Now it's on the outside. And Moses said, Lord, we're not going anywhere unless your spirit goes with us. But I'm so glad in the New Testament that we've got a tabernacle right here inside of us that we can have the Spirit of God. Jesus said in John 14 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another. that my father wants me to do. Wherever he's working, that's where I go. Just follow the moon. I remember when we were little, I may have told this before. So forgive me if you've ever been We got an in-ground pool, and we used to play Marco Polo. Marco Polo! You're trying to find that person. Marco Polo! You come across the pool, the pool's pretty far across. You're struggling, you got your eyes closed, you don't know where they're at. But you hear their voice, but all of a sudden they go fly, or they go underwater, and they don't have to say Marco Polo because they're underwater. And it's like, but you know they're in that area, but you can't quite find them where they're at. All of a sudden you're listening. Did they just come up? Do I hear them breathing? I got to Brother ask you where I could feel the moon right. in the water. And I, I moved and dived in the water. I knew I was close. From here Brother Ashton, I just dived in the water. All I had to do was get close to you. Because once my fingers felt the movement of the water, I knew exactly which way you went. And the more I followed, let To do these things. Come on, get ready to sing, baby. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking about living in the presence of God. I don't want a dead dry experience. I don't want an experience where I can't feel Him. Oh, Oh, what an awful place to be to come to church and sit on a pew and not be able to feel the Spirit of the Lord. Because he won't deal with you. Oh man, that's, that's an awful place, brother. I, I, I'm never gonna get to that place. Oh, but I'm so glad for his mercy. Yeah. I'm so glad for his grace in my life. Oh Lord, let me be surrendered to you. Let me be yielded to you. Then we find Moses here. God says, "All right, Moses, I'm gonna go with you." He'd already told Moses, "I'll send an angel." Moses said, "No, that ain't good enough." I want you, Lord. I want to see that presence back over here inside the camp. Oh, I wish you'd get to that place if you don't have God moving in your life. I wish you would look around and say, Lord, I want you moving in my life like I see you moving in other's lives, whatever it takes, Lord. I won't move from right here. I'm not going to That God is doing, but friend, the most important thing is to have the Spirit of God moving in my life. Right. right now, this moment, this hour, don't go another day, don't go, don't go another step. Right now, you could have the move of God. You may not see sparks fly. You may not see anybody heal. But you can have victory in your life right here tonight. Right. And you can walk out of this service. And say, I've got the presence of the Lord with me. Amen. And you can wake up in the morning. And say, thank you, Lord, for your presence today. Roll down on your knees. Lord, I thank you. Oh, love of God, I praise you today. Feel the Holy Ghost come down. It's a wonderful thing to be able to feel that. Oh, but you're going to have to be willing to surrender it all. Lay it down right on the altar. It's yours tonight if you want it. Oh, let's all come in. Let's make an altar. Let's pray and see the face of God. Lord, fill us full of the Holy Ghost. Let us live right now.